This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Being conspiracy theorist Alex Jones ordered to pay $49 million in punitive damages to a Sandy Hook family. Still uncovering Civil War history in our area, I'm Neil Orkenstein. Wall Street ended mixed with the Dow up 77 points at the closing bell Friday. Good morning. Welcome in 5 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Stacey Lynn in Washington. Indiana has passed a near total ban on all abortions. It's the first state to do so since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Reporter Kristen Eskow. We spoke with the bill's author, State Senator Sue Glick, shortly after that vote for final passage. She says she's confident that this near total ban on abortion is what most Hoosiers want, but the Senate Minority Leader Greg Taylor disagrees. There was nothing that came from this that we can be proud of in the state of Indiana. The bill will go into effect September 15th. A jury in Texas ordered InfoWars host Alex Jones to pay the parents of a six-year-old boy killed in the Sandy Hook school shooting $45.2 million in punitive damages for falsely claiming the mass shooting was a hoax. This is on top of the $4.1 million the jury ordered him to pay in compensatory damages. CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Like many states... Texas places a cap on the amount of punitive damages that are permitted. The jury knew this rule, but exceeded it by another 20 million. Punitive damages are intended to send a message to the defendant that his behavior was so egregious, he and others must be deterred from doing anything like this again. After months of negotiations, Senate Democrats have finally reached a deal on a massive spending plan. CBS's Scott McFarlane with What's In It. What's all the money for? Partly for climate change investments, including making it easier for people to buy electric cars, expanding access to the Affordable Care Act and health insurance, and an attempt to lower prescription drug costs. Voting on that bill begins today on Capitol Hill. CBS's Jim Crisula says there are some urgent medical supplies needed for some of the flood victims in eastern Kentucky. Flood victims are in desperate need for their regular medications. Special efforts are being made to get diabetics their destroyed medical devices. Then there's the concern about people in the cleanup. Dan Grants oversees the University of Kentucky pharmacies. We've given about 40 tetanus and hep A vaccinations. They're just exposed to a lot of things. And they can't catch a break there where more rain and potential flooding is on the way today. Horrifying scene at a Native American parade in Gallup, New Mexico. A man trying to get away from police plowed through the crowd in an SUV. At least 15 people were hurt. KRQE reporter Stephanie Chavez. Video shot by spectators at the intertribal ceremonial parade shows the Chevy Tahoe plowing through the center of the parade as people scatter trying to get to safety. The suspect, 33-year-old Jeff Ken Irving, is under arrest facing 21 charges. This is CBS News. 
Hire with minimal effort and max speed with Indeed. Their hiring solution platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates efficiently. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. 503 on Saturday, August 6th. 72 degrees, another hot, muggy day with storms later. Highs around 90. Good morning, I'm Nick Ainelli. The top local stories we're following this hour. Three people have now died after being injured by a lightning strike in Lafayette Square next to the White House. It happened during severe storms Thursday night. The latest person who died is a 29-year-old man. The two others were a couple in their 70s. They'd been in D.C. traveling from Wisconsin as they celebrated their 56th wedding anniversary. A fourth person who was injured is still in critical condition. I'm Christy King, saying medical emergencies are a near-daily occurrence in the area around the White House. All of our uniform division personnel all undergo emergency medicine training when they go through the academy. Captain Jean-Philippe Charles with the Secret Service Uniform Division says emergency medical training remains constant throughout everyone's careers and some folks get certified as emergency medical technicians. So we had all our available EMTs uh, and additional officers on scene to provide the aid that those folks needed. Christy King, WTOP News. So what is the best way to protect yourself if you're outside and you see lightning? The first thing to do is find shelter indoors. And it includes building of some kind with walls and and a ceiling or in a vehicle, you know, a hardtop vehicle with the windows rolled up. Chris Strong, warning coordination meteorologist at the National Weather Service, Baltimore, Washington, says there really isn't a safe place outside. Anything can be a conduit. You can be near a tree. You can be not near a tree. People struck on the roof, struck in the beach, struck in the golf course struck in an open field. The best advice, he says, check before you go out. If there's a chance of thunderstorms, have a plan for a building you can get shelter in. Shana Steelen, WTOP News. The Federal Highway Administration is delaying a plan from Maryland Governor Larry Hogan's administration that would widen the Beltway and I-270. And Hogan's not happy. Governor Larry Hogan has called on President Joe Biden and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg to reverse a decision by the Federal Highway Administration that further delays his plans to replace the American Legion Bridge and add managed toll lanes to parts of the Capitol Beltway and I-270. Federal transportation officials were expected to give a thumbs-up or thumbs-down decision on the plan by today. It's not clear what prompted the delay. In a press release, Hogan dismissed opponents of the plan as, quote, pro-traffic, while local activists and civic groups called for more study of the project that was first announced in 2017. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. For the second time in less than a month, racist graffiti was scribbled on the Kingdom Celebration Center, a non-denominational church in Gambrills. Anne Arundel County Police are investigating it as a hate crime. Police spokesman Mark Lemansky tells WBAL. The church uh, was smart enough. They put up a a camera um, outside of their door. Uh, This individual uh, arrived. You can see him uh, writing, uh, scribbling on the wall. Thanks to that camera, police have identified a suspect, Donald Hood Jr., who's 66 years old. We all know this area is rich in history. Some local Civil War history is still being uncovered. This is historic Blenheim on what's now called Old Lee Highway. 
This brick farmhouse was built in 1859. The city of Fairfax bought it in 1999 because of what was left here. Incredible remnants of graffiti of Union soldiers, Civil War writings, pictographs and sayings and such that were on the walls of the attic. Historic Resources Specialist Andrea Lowenwater says they've positively identified 126 soldiers so far. They've hired two conservators, one to steam off wallpaper and paint, the other to find graffiti. It is a very painstaking process, but well worth it. In Fairfax, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Coming up, what has changed now that monkeypox has been declared a national health emergency? It's 5.07. Here's a highlight from James Yeager, the Vice President of Public Sector and Healthcare at CrowdStrike, on the Zero Trust Cyber Exchange presented by Kerasoft. In our estimation, Zero Trust is not really solving a technology problem. It's really aimed at solving a business problem and helps to ensure or preserve favorable or intended business outcomes rather than kind of technology use cases at the core. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Zero Trust Cyber Exchange. Cyber adversaries are continuing. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Will you and everyone you work with lose their minds if you don't use Upwork to bring in more talent to help? Yep. Can you afford to spend months finding that talent the old-fashioned way? Nope. Can you hire them in seconds on Upwork? Yep. Is it complicated? Nope. Can you have them as long as you need? Yep. Longer than you need? Nope. Is Upwork a newer, better way to work? Yep. Is this commercial over? Nope. What about now? Yep. Upwork, this is how we work now. 